Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Christian AF Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about the rise and fall of Mars Hill. We are joined by our friend, Chad, who is uh, talking. We're talking about Mark Driscoll. If you haven't listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill, uh, you can go ahead and check it out. Um, I will do a little forewarning. If you do not like the church or you don't, uh, or you have something against Christianity, I would not encourage you to listen to it because it's just going to confirm all of your doubts already. And we don't want that. We want you to question your doubts. So, uh, but sit back, relax, crack open a beer, and enjoy the Christian AF podcast. Just push play, Jesse. We'll figure uh, it out. It's been playing. Yeah. Wait, this is this is the this show is right now. No, yeah. <laughs> this is the show. That's our best ten minutes we've had. Oh. This is how the magic happens. We just he starts recording and we never know. <laughs> what if what start. if like your guys's soundtrack was like? We have a beer crack. <laughs> we do have a beer crack. <laughs> oh, okay. we that's throughout but the episode. That's probably that's <laughs> yeah. That's just us pouring more. Uh, all right, all right. Welcome everybody to <laughs> the Christian is. AF podcast. Yay! Thanks. Uh, Did you miss yeah. us last week? Two weeks ago? Yeah, we, if you didn't notice, which I'm sure everybody was. <laughs> crack. Already. If you're keeping a test, like, voice Send crack it. number one. Uh, we missed last week's episode. Do you feel emasculated? Every in, single in, time you in, do this, yes. Emasculated. <laughs> um, <laughs> How fitting for today. Yeah. Uh, we missed last week's episode. I had just uh, bought a house and went on tour in the same week, and we mm. didn't have time to. Who do you think? You are. <laughs> That's right. Who's that voice? What is that voice? Uh, we have a guest today. Woohoo! His name is Chad. <laughs> yeah. The voice's name is Chad. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're going to be actually doing this review on uh, Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. It's a podcast. podcast. Uh, we number one podcast in the country. It is just is behind our, right just now? ahead of ours. Yeah. Just we're number two. Right. Just I think we're right, right up there. Of all podcasts. Yeah. Really. Number I mean, one. including that. Include well. Well, now it does includes over Joe Rogan because he's only on Spotify. Spotify so yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, it's really well done. It's an excellent. The yeah. production is excellent. You know what else? It reminds me of. There's a tech one called like Land of the Giants, which goes through all like the big. Each season's like a different company, so they did like Google, Facebook. Reminds me a lot of that podcast. That's Good podcast. Anyway, Amazon. Uh, so before we get into it, as usual, we're going to just quick talk about what we're drinking. Uh, Chad, you and I are drinking, uh, I don't even know how to say that, Hibiki? Hibiki? That uh, looks right. It looks, uh, yeah, it's a Japanese whiskey. Hibiki so. Uh, uh, Suntory whiskey. Yes, probably. <laughs> a meticulous <laughs> blend of the finest selection of whiskey. That doesn't sound Japanese. It's very good. Suntory. The way you said it, probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't drink many Japanese whiskeys, but it's not bad. It's how pretty tasty. Do, how many do they really have? At least four. It's a whole thing. How is anyway. it? Is it good? It's really good. Yeah, it... I would tr let you try, it, but you're sick and well, gross. Yeah, I have the same thing Jen has, but I'm over it faster yeah, because I'm COVID. taking Zycam it's up the not nose. <laughs> I have a hot toddy because I'm sick and I sounded that, terrible earlier. It's not appropriate. You still sound so, terrible, but hey, here it's it is. not that bad. What I so, is, sounds inappropriate. What kind, of, what kind of podcast it's just is basically this? Basically, a tea with whiskey in it. Oh, <laughs> it should have lemon and honey. I didn't have those things. Yeah, so it's just tea with bourbon. What you got there, Evan? Uh, well, I'm I'm 
almost that was my first one. About to be my second. The first one was Modelo. Um, uh-huh. I don't want to say the bottom word. That feels weird. It just means I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. The dark one. It's the dark Modelo. <laughs> and then uh, I'm about to start uh, Elysian Elysian Space Dust, there which is go. an IPA. Which is I I where is Elysian out of? I feel like that's Cincinnati, Chicago. probably. Uh, Chicago. Cincinnati. I think it's close. I have no idea. I've seen it Michigan around here more. Bottled Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. That's how fitting. Also appropriate. There you go. <laughs> it's like we it's planned it. Themed. We were so we were so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Canada. I'm just gonna yeah. say a bunch of Mark Driscoll. Yeah. Quotes the song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah, I know. And that's what we should like. Uh, what are those like little hits? Whenever there's something, we just throw in a Mark Driscoll hit. <laughs> yeah. Who in the look. hell do you think you are? <laughs> so we're talking. I we're probably gonna just scope a huge span of stuff yeah. talking about this. I mean, and it may be should we do backstory than... for people who don't know. Yeah, probably. Well, that's yeah. That would be the first point. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. We're doing. We're doing this. Uh, so we're we're reviewing a podcast, not reviewing. We're talking about a podcast, critiquing, 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 um, and the and uh, uh, it's called the rise and fall of Mars Hill, which is produced by Christianity Today. Um, it was supposed to come out in January because I remember hearing about it. It didn't come out until June, but the uh, and it's still coming out. And it's still coming out. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's probably 13 episodes right now. Uh, they're going to go through December, I believe. But it's about Mark Driscoll, Pastor Mark Driscoll, uh, who was the founding pastor of uh, a, the Mars Hill Church in Seattle, Washington, that no longer exists because Mark Driscoll's a douche, basically. <laughs> it's really what we're finding out. It appears to be the conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have Chad on here today. Two reasons. We uh, Heather, my bandmate, and I played in uh, Galena mm-hmm. recently, and you guys are from around that way. You used to be from Rockford, mm-hmm. and we crashed at your house and spent all night drinking and getting well, into pretty much every way, subject. That Chad should have said. been a podcast. That, that should. I mean, it should have been it would one be of the canceled. Yeah. From what Chad said, you did all of the drinking. <laughs> There's a very large possibility <laughs> that. Uh, that's literally how this podcast got started. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One too many drinks. But we we were drinks. on the subject about the podcast that we host, and we were talking about the Mars Hill one. And you had mentioned you did used to listen to Mark D- Mark Driscoll, and, and I've read his stuff. books, by the way. I, yeah. I own his not all of them. Let's stop. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a I've read. You're like Mark Driscoll. I've re- I've literally read every book. Mark, I've assigned Mark Driscoll. If you're my... listening, I got your back. Yeah. <laughs> I read one book a day. Yeah, yeah. I read one, one book, book a day. day. Literally read every book on the subject. Uh, He's pounded out the Dr. Seuss series so <laughs> fast. Yeah, yeah. He's like socks and fox, fox and box and socks and knocks, whatever it is. Fox and socks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, clearly, uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast, you should go listen to Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Uh, yeah. After this, or maybe before it, I don't know. Whatever makes sense. They're not giving us money. No, BTW. No. no, they're not at all. But it would be nice to get that Christianity. No way, Mark Driscoll's giving us money. No, yeah. no. Yeah, way. We'd have to ask Mike Cosper. For but I think, money, yeah. but yeah. I back in the day, like I, I'd never really. I now having listened through this podcast uh, or that podcast, I should say. Um, <laughs> this Jesse is goes ours. back every Very week. Very hard and to review to a podcast on a podcast. on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, 
I didn't really think I knew who Mark Driscoll was until I kind of caught more and more episodes. I was like, yeah. oh, I yeah, I think I know who this guy is. And um, I grew up. Well, Chad and I went to the same church a long time ago. Um, that was my first church that I was born in. Uh, the only church I was born no, I, was, I wasn't born in it. No. Um, but we, I was there, and uh, we were there at, as children together at some point. Um, but I think I don't know if that whole culture. I, I, I don't think I knew that church culture as much as. I'm going to say I'm going to pass on the space dust. That is, you're not a fan. No, it's skunky as heck. Oh, it's well, maybe the... Uh... It's like nasty. That answers my question on whether or not we swear in this podcast. Oh, yeah. It's dusty as heck. Oh, uh, no, we definitely swear. <laughs> we definitely what was that, Evan? <laughs> you smell it? Take a little Heck dust. Oh, right. So, yeah, my wife loves that beer. We have a fridge it's full of beer. It's probably just a bad... Yeah, I totally. was embarrassed. I didn't know where it was from. It was, it was like, also from the gas know? station, so they may not have stored it properly. may have been at the gas station for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, I, but I grew up in different places that I think the Mark Driscoll uh, persona and and what he pushed was would have been widely accepted. Um, I think I remember hearing a handful of sermons and a handful of things, and I think he very specifically called out a lot of on men in the church. And I think back then too, and even now, I think there's some really good points that he made. There's a lot of idiot men out there that yeah. need a little smacking around. Sometimes boys but. who shave. That was one of his quotes. You're not a man. You're a boy who shaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I, I got mean, that he said that all the time in his podcast. That's about right. Yeah. Um. So I I think it's kind of weird getting the backstory of all this without having like really delved into it myself. But there's a lot of uh, listening through the rise and fall. It's easy to immediately go on the hateful attack of Mark Driscoll's a douche and. Very likely he is, yeah. um, but you know I mean, it's not likely he is. I mean he is. <laughs> I mean, it's a, that's not what is on trial. Here. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think that's established fact. Yeah, but I I think uh, it's just interesting because obviously his story kind of spans into the church as a whole rather than just yeah. his church uh, too, which right. is something to be said. Yeah, he's a. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what the word is. Microcosm. He, might, yeah, he's a microcosm of, or I guess a symptom, right? Juxtaposition. Right? He's a symptom <laughs> of a larger problem hmm. in the church. He just happens to be, he got big fast. So whenever pastors get big fast, that's always a red flag. And then um, he didn't do well as <laughs> with his bigness as he got more famous. Yeah. Isn't he doing just fine right now? He's in he's, Arizona, he's pastoring right? a church Arizona right now. Arizona church, which is, uh, we can talk about it in a little bit, but going through the same stuff. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Hasn't. They're not. Like, because but, he isn't taking a different approach. Yeah, or, yeah. He's okay. the same exact no, Because guy. of the podcast that it was. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Very likely could be that. Um, well, I think what he, you know, what, I, I didn't grow up listening to him. I, I grew up Catholic, and um, I didn't really know anything about him other than, like, I knew the name of the church, and I knew that he was a pastor. Um, and that he was not fond of women <laughs> if they weren't in their place, if you yeah. will, at least in what he said a lot of the time. Um, and so when we started listening to the podcast, I think what struck me the most is like how unapologetically like he had a lot of anger that just seemed to like was yeah. always boiling at the surface. And it's like, that's not something it's not a common trait you would see yeah. in a pastor in a, and for all of the church to then accept that that's his personality. And instead he was like 
attracting people because of it. Yeah. Uh, I found that very interesting. Yeah. His personality and his theology in Seattle, like how his church grew in Seattle is like a miracle. <laughs> I mean, it's a oh. miracle, like how it got so big. I think at the biggest, they were probably 15,000 people. Um, and it got huge with his super conservative theology mixed with his uh, his uh, complementarianism, right? Yeah, compliment like ladies compliment the guys uh-huh. rather than egalitarianism. How that went off in the north, the uh, Pacific Northwest, yeah, is yeah. crazy, interesting. crazy when you think about it. He always talked about that. He's like, we're in the most one of the most liberal cities. And I'm preaching very conservative yeah. Christianity, Calvinistic in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it was succeeding. Yeah. And that was the anomaly that was his church. Yeah. The truth is, is, so Mars Hill, they had awesome music. So King's Kaleidoscope, who does the, the, theme, song. the theme song, they were one of the worship bands <clears throat> at Mars Hill. I also didn't know that. Yeah. The online community didn't know this, though. <clears throat> Their music was never on the podcast. I don't Who's that? Ever, uh, the Mars Hill. So their online community was oh, yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never heard the music. Hmm. So you had yeah. no, I had no idea yeah. what you're saying right now, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah, so it was like, it was King's Kaleidoscope, a band called Citizens, used to be called Citizens and Saints. Yeah. The dudes from Emory um, were well, The Emory guys were all in uh, there, at least. They're not a worship band. Point. But yeah, I mean, Toby from Bad Christian Podcast was uh, like one of the worship pastors there for a long time. Yeah. Which, and I think to your point, that's what I was always shocking is like you, you come into the middle of the story, like yeah. more so I am, and you see the hot mess that it is, but it's a building, you know, on top of things. And like, I think the, it's easy to see how that expands really quickly over a handful of episodes, yeah. but over a couple of years, it's just one of those like, oh, this is just, this is just how he is, yeah. you know, or, or well, like. He was pastor there for what, 14 years or something like oh, that, no, right? He, they planted in ninety six, and, and twenty fourteen is when he left. Almost 20, so twenty years. years. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're listening to twenty episodes of a podcast. So that's twenty yeah. years of his life. Like, yeah. Obviously, the judgment <clears throat> is much easier because I yeah. I listen to it. I'm like, why and are people attracted to this? But I I'm not there. Yeah. I wasn't there in nineteen ninety six. And the and the trouble really didn't start until the late two thousands. Yeah, mid to late two thousands. So. <laughs> that's not a juicy excuse me <laughs> i did that too and i was wondering if the mic picked it up I didn't, I didn't if, it's, if it's too terrible i'll delete it uh so yeah the uh so because at the beginning he's he was a lot like our church oh who cares if how big you are we're just gonna do it like blah 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 like the well, stuff we always say but then i think systematically his church grew because he was something new in a strange city. That's always something I still compare to because like you could almost argue we have the uh the way we do things often, our church or even the podcast very specifically. Yeah. Uh falls in line with some mentality of how he did things as far as yeah. shock factor. Uh or like, you know, we're yeah, having our drinks church is so and we shocking. do it, No, but like compared to a lot of churches, we're we're very progressive, I would say. Like to not some theologically, degree. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. But like just the how we are, like that we drink and cuss and yeah, whatever and smoke in and have cigars and yeah, you know, all yeah. those things. You know, like the the we audacity swear. of that. Yeah. Like but like to some people that's that's shock yeah. value and that's that's like, well, you're just doing that for yeah, this, that and the other thing. And uh you always wonder like you know, you you can point a finger at these people, but would you ever get to that point 
unintentionally. Yeah, I'm sure nobody comes out to it. No, to to the game to be like, I'm going to be a douche. No, here I go. (laughs) Uh, So I think Driscoll had he had a little douche in him the whole time. Is my guess. (laughs) I'll let that one be. Because he was always a little bit edgy, right? So he always had that, that he's a little guy too. I mean, I'm a little guy, but he and I are probably, he's a little bit shorter than I am. I believe you could take him. Yes. (laughs) For sure. That may be the one sentence remark tweets at you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did tweet on him the other a couple weeks ago. I can't remember what it was. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Stop being a douche, Mark Driscoll. Is that what it was basically about? something about that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah. It. But it's it's that whole slow roll into chaos that yeah. it's always in the back of my head running a church and like. Yeah. It's all right. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <It's funny>. yeah <laughs> it's, it's, wait, those people that get in the way, we'll just toss them out though, right? Yeah. yeah we'll uh, off the bus, run them yeah, over. Yeah, run them over. The thing to keep coming back to though is. It was it was working. Like yeah. the stuff yeah. he was doing was attracting people, and the reason it was attracting people is because the traditional church, whatever that definition is, yeah, is stopped attracting people. Right. It's just it is. I don't know the statistics, but I imagine church attendance as a country is down. Uh, yeah, we, as a ratio of people. Yeah, we lose about a one percent. Every year. And he was bringing people in when yeah. that number was probably still happening. And yeah. so yeah. something he was doing, which I think in the podcast that they made, Christianity made, they did a good job of being balanced. Yeah. I mean, we talk about how he didn't like women, mm-hmm. but they had that story about where the uh, the wife, uh, the mm-hmm. husband was in surgery. He's like, yeah. come to our house, yeah. have some tea yeah. with booze in it, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and, and yeah, she said, yeah. like, there are all these stories. She, he had a heart for women. It just was also traditional, biblically sound. If you're a woman, go sit in the back seat. Yeah, and which you know, yeah. is is awkward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He. It's funny. I I have to go back. I can't remember what year, um, but he had a shift because there was the uh, he was at the beginning part of like the emergent movement of churches, which was like uh, Brian McLaren. Was is like the godfather of the emergent church who was on our podcast. Go check that yeah, episode out. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, but we, uh, like, uh, Rob Bell was, I think, lumped in, but I don't think he ever claimed himself to be part of that. But Mark Driscoll was for sure a part of that, like, more postmodern, like, yeah, we're like a, like a punk cool, rock. Cool kids. Yeah. Cool kids, yeah. Punk rock, well, you know. Is Matt Chandler one of them? No, Matt Chandler came out. He was a little bit after. I think no. he he and Mark is about the same age, but I think we, Chandler's a little bit. We've later. talked about this a little bit off and on, but like uh, I think the first time I ever heard of Mark, which I didn't know until this podcast came out, was in uh, Donald Miller's Velvet Elvis, yeah. the swearing pastor, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they make a point He's to say like blue like jazz, isn't blue like? Jazz. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Velvet Elvis is so Rob Bell. Rob Bell. Um, but uh, I remember reading like that that whole chapter on him stuck with me at that point in time for some reason. Like, and it was somewhat eye opening. and this is probably what some of the attraction. Was it good? Yeah. Was it, he was talking good about him. Yeah. 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 And he was, <clears throat> he was kind of going through his own reconstruction and yeah. everything in the whole book. And that was the whole point of it. But, uh, is, is saying like, these people can be this way and you're yeah. still, you know, and, the, and like the church yeah. that I grew up in or, or that I, at least my parents 
raise me like that was never acceptable. My dad would yeah. come home touting that he was working on job sites and never swore and people knew and that's his like mm-hmm. showing that he's a Christian and all these no things. No drinking. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the like one of the it sounds so stupid to think back now about it, but like that's one of the first times I was like, Oh, well, that's yeah. kinda nice. That's cool. You don't have to be like this pious person to still be a representative of Christ. Yeah. And I think that was what that's some of the attraction level of it too. Like the shock factor and the whole punchiness of who Mark Driscoll was. Yeah. Is I guess is he's, he's not still dead. Alive. He's not dead. Not, yeah. He's still doing. <laughs> he's not same quite thing. dead yet. This podcast might <clears throat> yeah. break his heart. That's, yeah, yeah. He's, he, as he like no. listens through it and turns it off. Yeah, and one thing about the podcast I will say that annoys me a little bit uh, is they don't differentiate. I think they addressed it more recently, but they don't differentiate when he says something that's like, yeah, I don't disagree. Like. They're like, see how douchey he's being? But I was like, yeah, he's saying something right, though. Like, he's he's not wrong in what he's saying. He, he could be a little bit more tactful, I think, right? But they don't differentiate between, like, good theology, bad person. There were so many times when he said something, I went, wait, wait, what's the problem? Yeah. What he just, yeah. Like, what he just said is biblical. What he just said is honest. What he just yeah. said is human. And because he said it mean yeah. in a harsh voice, there's a yeah. problem with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't get it. Yeah. Jen. I'm just thinking. Jen's sleeping. She's, pull, just, over she's pulling a Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. You see him fall asleep at the thing. Uh, I go, think, I mean, let's I, go, Brandon. I think, yeah. people, I think people don't. Um, well, first, you're not, when you think of like what you expect from a pastor, and especially like that Christianity Today is putting this out. Yeah. Um, and Christianity his delivery Today is big. Very, <laughs> his, uh, his delivery could be very abrasive. And yeah. You either are fine with being spoken to like that, or it puts you off immediately. And yeah. so I think that for some people, like your tattooed and pierced fellow people of Seattle or people who are listening via a podcast that maybe have walked away from church already, and they're like, oh, this is so refreshing to hear someone just be honest and like yeah. just be a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, and then, I mean, I think there's problems with that, obviously. Like, yeah. um, I have other issues with him that don't really have to do with his delivery of things. Like, if you want to get it passionate. It has to do with his penis. He's a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, Patriarchy <laughs> must go down. Misogyny. Uh, I, but I think, um, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Sorry. <laughs> See, that's what happened. You <clears throat> cut me off. I was going to yeah. make a good point. Mm. As, you're thinking, as you're thinking about it, um, what I... You think about people, how they're motivated. I think people yeah. are motivated. Some of us are motivated by an encouraging hug mm-hmm. and, a, and a, a pat on the back. But some of us are motivated by a kick in the butt. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, spoke to the people who get motivated yep. by a kick in the butt. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't need a hug. Which is often men. Uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the harder part that, that some people, women maybe, I pointed out. I have no issues with any of his You represent all women, Jen. Um, We're grown up to feel like we need that sometimes, though. And whether or not it's true, but like most women don't necessarily need that kind of delivery all the time. And I think that's where a lot of guys, which he was very directly speaking to, kind of took it as a, okay, yeah, fine. Maybe I do need to grow up a little bit. Because otherwise, all you, you hear is this other outside voice, which can easily turn into like, Oh, she's just being this way and that, yeah. bah, bah, bah. And like guys need to just get smacked in a second for a second and be like, hey, stop being an idiot. Yeah. 
And he did that. Like yeah. he did that well. And yeah, I, I wonder, think... I wonder if he would have the same conversation of this podcast would be relevant if he was just like a, like if he just started a global men's ministry instead of a church. Mm. Right. Oh, that'd be so much more refreshing. Right. So <clears throat> I've, I've talked about this many times with my friends, the man culture in church in youth group and high school group, it doesn't matter what group. Yeah. It's so insufferable and just so yeah. brutal. Like any time, I make fun of this with my church friends. Like anytime there's a conference, this is what authentic manhood is. I'm not going because yeah. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. going to hear a dude who has no characteristics that I look for in a man yeah, yeah. telling me what, how I should be uh-huh. or like, this is how you should treat your wife. I'm like, first off, your wife looks miserable and your, your marriage <laughs> looks awful. Yeah, yeah. And Mark Driscoll was the answer to that culture. Yeah. And that's, and just to defend him here, I got you, Mark, is that that was his appeal. Yeah. And it, and by the way, when he got busted and I, and I read, I like, cause I read, I remember I was in bed and I went, wait, what? And I read yeah. this article about it and everything they said, he's a jerk. He's mean. He says hurtful things. I've read his books. Nothing in that article surprised me. I went, yeah. wait, we know he's like this. Yeah. That's literally why we like him is because he's not the normal dude. Yeah. And, and so. Yeah, I think what I think uh, one of the things, but yeah, because he was very remember prom. So they touch on it, promise keepers, which was I, they might still be a thing. I don't know. Was like a big everybody, all the men went to D.C. on the mall and like they prayed. Made breakfast. It's like six a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna go. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm not going well, 6 all the yeah. guys' events. Can we talk about that too? All men's events is like six a.m. at some kind of weird place, dude. Yes, like, and, our, all gonna talk, and, and all they're going to talk. And all they're going to. Don't, don't masturbate. I just summarized <laughs> yes. everything. Yeah. That there, whether, don't, guys, hey, guys, yeah. hey, could you please stop masturbating? Don't yeah. stop it. Get <laughs> your sit on hand your hands. <laughs> sit on hand your hands. That's all they talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Are like, you so obsessed with it? Yeah. Because your hands down your pants. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I mean, like, yeah. what are you? I think those conferences in general, like the, the women's ones, are just as bad, right? Like oh, they're, I'm but sure, for yeah. the opposite reason. Like I have no interest in going. We have to, a to believe you because none of us have been there. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've gone to. They, several. I have been in the. I've I've run sound for. They're all like before, yeah. motivational speakers that are so. Like God loves Ugh, you just, just the way you are. It just makes me want to you, punch people in the throat. But it could go two directions because if it's more liberal, it would say you need to be running things, and if it's more conservative, it's like you need to be supportive of and your then, husband. So it's kind of like which girl conference, girl, what woman conference do you go to? <laughs> or and there may lady be some, conference. but I think in general, like anytime, both of those things have flaws, and I yeah. think having when you're telling people as a whole how they need to act, that's dangerous. Like you have to fit into this one little yeah. box and it's like, because you're a Christian woman, you have to act this way yeah. or because you're a Christian man, you have to act this way. And if you don't mm-hmm. feel as though that's accurate, then there is there a place for you? Cause in most of these churches, there probably wouldn't be. And then you end up at a place where you have someone like Mark Driscoll or you're listening to yeah. someone telling you the opposite. Yeah. How awesome would it have been? So like, uh, I think so when Mark Driscoll, when it came out that he was a douche, everybody like, I think everybody recognized that. Yeah, he's a douche. Duh. Because I, I fell in love with Mark Driscoll. I can't remember which book. It might have been Vintage Jesus or it was not Doctrine, which was like his big 300 page. His, yeah. The Confession one was good. The Confessions yeah. of a Reform. Yeah, somebody. something like that. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but he was, he was making, I fell in love because he was making fun of Joel Osteen. And he was like, I want to grab him by the charisma. Like, I could just hear his voice saying it. And I was like, oh, that's a really good line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's it. But, uh, yeah, there is an issue, I think. There, there's an issue, uh, and again, I think Driscoll is a symptom of a, of this larger issue. 
that uh, we have embraced success, success in numbers rather than success in uh, community or success in transformation. So uh, we see the bigger the church, the more successful the church. Well, that's not necessarily true because they could be like saying a bunch of crazy stuff and that and they won't be that's not success like they're leading they could be leading people quote unquote astray or whatever um and Driscoll kind of bought, fell into that i won't say he necessarily bought in but i think he fell into that that culture the church growth big church mega church culture um which is very 90s thing like let's build campuses and put my face on the well, big screen and he obviously i mean not obviously as the podcast said uh, he he was one of the first ones to pour really heavily into online and podcasting and, yeah, absolutely. and video and all that stuff. And, and when you're doing that, you're clearly reaching millions and other people yeah. like beyond that. And I think, I mean, our church just started this year. <laughs> Live streaming. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, no, uh, but we are way behind times. Uh, but I think like the, it, you fall into that swoop again, look at the time period. Of everybody, no, it's not about the numbers, but it's also about the numbers. Yeah, you and have you to have reach people. everybody. Uh, absolutely you know. about the numbers, and you, like to uh, a point. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't argue for it, people. You're not surviving. No, uh-huh. and this is how people get fired from churches at the same time of yeah. saying like, "Well, no, we're not about the numbers, but let's see lives change." And how do you count that as numbers? Yeah, you know, or like you know, right. it's that catch twenty two of like, well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna reach millions this way. Yeah, but then it's about the numbers, right? Yeah. So like. Yeah, numbers are a, they're a metric, but they're not the only metric. You have to couple that metric with with money. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> with other things, kind of right? kidding. Like, there has to be a like a collective. You know, there has to be as you grow people, you have to be able to also figure out a way to measure spiritual growth or communal growth or whatever. And, and his and, yeah. target was a group that was not being spoken to, which was young males, yeah. late teens, early 20s, yeah. even 30s. And, and and even though he was chauvinist in a lot of ways, he gave the worst verbal lashing to the young men. Yeah. You're, you're boys who shave. You have no man traits. You, yeah. you're, and, and The beer binky. Yeah. That's the best one. Yeah. The beer binky. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think that was refreshing because – so I went to a, a church that uh, used to be, I don't know if it still is big in Rockford, Illinois. Do we name names here? Mm, we try not to. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> you can come and, up with and, a, a, a uh, synonym. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> so this, this, it's not our Which home church, by the way. Okay. Um, cousin of it. Yeah. And yep. they had a, a, a oh. preacher that I- <laughs> They just recently changed names. I don't, I don't keep track. <laughs> I'm going to delete that part. Um <laughs> No, I don't. No, I don't think it's that one. Doesn't matter. Let me get to the point. So they had a preacher, and I would go over and over and over again to that church, and you know, just casual. We didn't become a member, is my point. And (laughs) the the sermons were baby food, like Christian baby food. Yeah, none of it was insightful. Everything came back to God loves you, uh, trust Jesus, which is a great message. But it, but Mark Driscoll dove into the weeds and the deep end yeah. of theology and it wasn't for children it wasn't yeah. it if you were a casual christian who doesn't know anything about the bible there were a lot of times you're gonna be like what is he talking about but as yeah. a christian you went wow he's yeah. really going back to the original greek yeah. the original hebrew yeah. and breaking it down at an academic level which yeah. is what i appreciated yeah. I forgot my original point, but oh, yeah. <laughs> and whiskey's were, good. Yeah. 
And it is funny because uh, bef- I think before we started, we were talking about the other Marcel, the Rob Bell's Marcel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I, I was waiting for that to come up in the podcast. And I was like, wasn't he part of Mars Hill? And uh, I didn't realize there were multiple yeah. at the time. And, I, and I'm, this is how behind. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't didn't think they, I don't think they liked each other. Like no, Rob Bell no. is very fringe from my understanding. Kind of. He's ortho. Like he, he's in the same vein. He preached hour long sermons, but not less and, angry. Was he closer yeah. to Joel Osteen where no, everything is happiness? No, 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 no. Now he is, but not, okay. Yeah. Not back then. Um, but the, Kind of. Now he's kind of like that. I don't want to dog him. We're trying to get him on the podcast at some point. <laughs> really? <laughs> at some point. I, uh, awesome. He's we ignored us so far. Yeah, we'll, we'll, he's, ignored he's not us. doing anything. <laughs> stop. I know. Stop, stop avoiding us. Yeah, he hangs out with Oprah. That's what work here. But they You're both. The podcast. But both Driscoll and Bell both did like heavy theology. Heavy theology sermons, heavy theology written books. Rob Bell's are a little bit easier to read. Um, but they're the polar opposite human beings. Yeah. Whereas Driscoll was that angry, blah, blah, blah. And Rob Bell was like, I'm just going to reach like the hipster artsy crowd. And he kind of dove into like the hipster artsy crowd. Whereas Driscoll was definitely like Seattle grunge, angry white man. Lean into it. I'm going to, you know, yeah. there's definitely that culture. Because Seattle is angry white man. All who, who, who can't you convince to come when you get your wives to give you blowjobs? Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> Like, oh. the, wives. <laughs> the wives. I was catching up to that. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is so, he referencing? No. So yeah, yeah. reference sake, uh, in the podcast that he yeah. did a sermon, or in probably Scotland several. Or something, right? He it was his like, most popular. Yeah, he yeah, talked yeah. about oh, it. It's I'm my sure most popular was, topic. I'm sure yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. About how women should be pleasing yeah. their husbands yeah. to keep them from to keep them from Is that a word filating? I mean it is now. We know what it means. Yeah. To to keep them from cheating, essentially, or to look at to keep them from needing to look guys, at porn. Yeah, keep the guys from looking at porn. Yeah. Be, so be I the wor- porn. I worry we're cherry picking here because I know I've listened to it. It's sex true. Sermons. We are. And, and what and what his listen his overall message is in this sanctity of marriage, nothing is off limits. You know, if you want to, I'm not going to dive into examples. Let's go ahead. Let's but, see. <laughs> let, let me count the ways. But that was his overall point. It's like, listen, you're married. You you made it. This is what we're striving for, healthy relationships. And if a healthy relationship means you are doing whatever you guys want, that you both agree to, by the way, yeah. he, he talked about this all the time because he loved women. He, again, just sometimes felt like you need to sit in the back of the bus, Yeah, which is where it gets awkward. But- how many churches, when we grew up in, yeah. don't allow female pastors? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I believe is biblical. Is that Old or New Testament? I don't know. Uh, it's We it's all look at Evan. The one we listen to? Is it the one we listen to or the one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is in the Bible, but it's uh, not in that way. Right? So, yeah. like, we always say, oh, women, women can't preach because mm-hmm. of First uh, Corinthians or blah, blah, blah. But it's like, because well, their periods. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically. Because once a month, they won't be able to. Because once a month, they have to live in a tent. Why do they talk about so dirty? Dude, why does our female pastor talk about hell once a month? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand yeah. this. She's really it's angry. Like I saw her chewing out the worship pastor before service. What was going on there? She, she kicked a kid earlier. This is the craziest thing. And then I saw her cry in the bathroom. What's going on? 
All because your uh, body is revolting she because all you're the, not carrying a yeah, child. She ate all of the chocolate donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. I'm worried these jokes are coming too easily for yeah. us. Yeah. We're, we're getting on. You're, Mark, safe. you're Mark, safe if I'm making them with Mark you. Mark fans. Okay, there we go. Okay. Mark Driscoll's fans are starting to listen a lot. Yeah, they're like, um, oh. No, but I think, uh, so we get, like, this. Is a, it is in the Bible, but uh, the context is a little bit, because it's in 1 Corinthians, where... Uh, the church in Corinth was in Corinth, duh. And uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> the church in Corinth was in Corinth, and in the Corinthian culture, was prostitution was like, um, basically, when you go to the temple of Aphrodite, which was the big temple in Corinth, uh, there would be prostitutes, and the way to basically tithe to the temple is to offer an offering. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, so for a lot of, so all of that like kind of sexual stuff that you see Paul talk about has to do with that. And so it's when, and women speci- specifically, specifically, <laughs> specifically. I'm counting would be, five beers, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, yeah. The, they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, specifically would be uh, culturally like the priestesses. So it was like, ah, it's better. It's better of women because we don't know if they're going to come and try and uh, force you out or like trying to convince you to leave the church. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, however, Paul also gives churches over to women, Priscilla mm. and uh, he's in Aquila. Uh, so he gives over leadership to churches as well. So we ignore that part and say just women can't preach mm-hmm. because who wants a woman <laughs> preacher? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Jen, Jen just rolled her eyes. <laughs> Right. Um, well, we've so even had contextual stuff we've had we've people ignored. leave our church in the past because of that reason. Because we used to have women speaking and, and yeah. doing, and, and we're like, well, "Where are you going?" And they're like, "Well, we just can't get behind this." I'm like, "Yeah, what?" I did used to skip <laughs> like, our church in Georgia. Was it a good sermon? It was good. Yeah, mm. she was a good speaker. Yeah. No, the lady at her church in Georgia was not. So we would go to worship. If she like stepped on the stage, I was like, "Yeah, we're out of here." <laughs> It's like, let's go get an early lunch. <laughs> but that's just not liking someone's t- yeah, style. Yeah. That has nothing to do with their gender. No. Uh-oh. She was bad, though. <laughs> and so we still dip out. Well, I think, I mean, a lot of, there's still plenty of churches, even outside of um, women preaching, like elders yeah. not being allowed to have women yeah. or a leadership team, or like there's yeah. like a glass ceiling inside the church for women yeah. to this day, which I think is pretty absurd obviously our church doesn't prescribe to that we're like predominantly women in leadership Uh um but i think i mean when you talk about patriarchy in a whole like there's a lot of jokes to be had with it but when you still see in 2021 churches that don't think a woman can be a good leader then i have issues with it like yeah we either embrace this women sorry we either embrace women uh, (laughs) we're talking about women and these kind of no we either embrace them having spiritual gifts or we don't. Yeah. Right. So that's what it comes down to. Can women receive spiritual gifts? If the answer is yes, then they have the a boobs place. bounce it off. They don't, it just doesn't <laughs> Go ahead. stick. Finish oh, your sorry. thought, Jen. No, I, but I mean, I like that. Like, yes, they have those gifts. So, but what the tr- church has traditionally done is just said, well, that's fine, but you're allowed to use them in your household or as a subservient yeah. person to the men running this church. Yeah. And I think you just are selling women's capabilities short when you do things like yeah. that. And then, so that's the stuff where it's like mm-hmm. out of context or not, like men like Mark Driscoll pastors, especially who are being, you're just perpetuating other yeah. men who don't know mm-hmm. the Bible as well 
to then have a negative um, perspective. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be plenty of men who are going to say, well, Mark Driscoll says my wife has to strip for me because that's all they heard. Or she has to do this in the bedroom. And they're not, they're not um, coming at it from as a biblical or like a holy place within their marriage. I think like there's just a lot more room for, uh, yeah, which Andrew, is why they need a kick in the crotch yeah. by Mark can, Driscoll. Can, can you totally imagine agree. as a married person? Can you imagine? You're married. Right? No, you yeah. all are married. So, yeah. Can you imagine telling your wife anything? You have to do this. Like, <laughs> no, what are not. we talking about here? Yeah. Like, if I'm we dying, all, CPR, I, that's on the list. We're all married <laughs> yeah. to, to strong women. We're all married to women who wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, because we're not attracted to, you know, lap dogs so to speak yeah, where it's yeah. like oh do whatever i say here's the thing it would be nice that with mark once in a while that was evan heather sorry, uh, we, so uh, <laughs> so with Don't mark me. so with mark driscoll uh She's one probably of, just rolling her eyes right now. one of his issues is that he has personality flaws so my yeah. question to you guys to the panel here what yeah. personality flaws are acceptable to what extent are they acceptable yeah. because Obviously, if you are sleeping around, that's a personality flaw that we would all probably universally yeah. say you got to go. Yeah. But is being a douche, I wanted to use that word. I was going to say a dick. Uh, to be a douche, can we say dick? Yeah. Uh, say dick. everything. So, well, <laughs> say everything don't, don't, you ch- don't you challenge me to have a good time. So, But there are certain things that are just, to use Mark Driscoll's words, mm-hmm. there are closed hand and open hand issues. If you yeah. want to discuss whether or not Noah's Ark actually happened, that's open hand. That's yeah. coffee talk, uh, yeah. coffee shop talk. But there are some things Jesus being the savior is a close. Yeah. I'm not looking for those conversations. So to use his argument for this, are there closed hand yeah. personality trait issues where you go, you are not qualified for this job? Because yeah. that seems to be his biggest flaw. Yeah, yeah. If I that were, he hurt people's yeah. feelings. If I were to answer it, I, th- I would sure. say, I, agree. I would say there's a, the ones that he had that have been issues, which is, uh, we wrote a lot of them down. Uh, but uh, literally, well, just, our only notes read yeah. the notes. No, there's they're <laughs> terrible notes because we got two episodes in. Um, <laughs> uh, we've listened to the whole thing, by the way. We said this off camera. Uh, we, off camera. God Lord. We have a camera. Uh, yeah. We do. Well, our we YouTube don't. Right we now. didn't tell you about it, but no. Um, but basically, I, put I would say, the, like, <laughs> camera must be in the bathroom. The right problem, now. <laughs> the problem, what it comes down to is a lot of the the strong uh, personality traits that come along with a lot of uh, celebrity pastors, big pastors, any yeah. pastor leading large groups, also comes with narcissism. And I think there's yeah. there's that weird fine line of understanding: are you being, uh, are you are you being offensive? Are you being this way or that way? Or are you starting to become a little bit narcissistic? Yeah. And I think that's where that swing became more evident with Mark is that he started having those narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. Um, I think there's points Believed where... in his own hype, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think there's there are points where you, you should and can offend. The, uh, the, the Bible is offensive. The, yeah. the, the gospel is offensive. Yeah. That quite yeah. honestly is true. Um, so offending people, no. I don't... Right. I, there's no point... In how you do it, maybe there's lines you shouldn't cross. Yeah. Maybe, um, I mean, definitely, I would say yeah. uh, the way you approach things. But mm-hmm. uh, narcissism is a huge thing yeah. that is is not acceptable. I would say. Yeah, I mean, that's a the the thing with uh, uh, pastors, like big church pastors, generally speaking. Now, this is not universal, but a lot of them do have narcissistic tendencies if they're not full-on narcissists yeah. 
Um, and they, because biblically, I mean, the way the church looks today, you, when Mark's like, well, you can't have women in church. It's like, well, do you think your church looks anything like, like what was intended? Like, do you think the uh, singular leadership, you know, over that's a big issue. That's a, that's one that's been written about more recently is having like a high, like a hierarchical church structure as opposed to a communal church structure as found in the book of acts and stuff. Uh, but we, uh, but yeah, the narcissism and narcissism plays itself out in a little ways for Mark Driscoll. It was, he was never wrong. I uh, was where nar- like mm. he, he was never wrong. Like, uh, even to this day, he's not, he, he hasn't apologized, you know, people that he kind of hurt. He hasn't tried to reconcile those relationships because he doesn't believe he's wrong. So that's narcissistic behavior. There's other ones which are like, Oh, I could have an affair and get away with it. That's also narcissistic <laughs> behavior. You know, it's, yeah. and we're seeing that as well with, with, uh, we've talked about it, Carl Lentz and other big time pastors yeah. in the world. Uh, Bill Hybels, you know, just uh, some narcissistic stuff. Well, and you look at all of those and it's like anytime we're elevating a human, any celebrity, whether it's a pastor, a musician, an actor, they do something and they inherently, inherently let us down because we tend to forget that they're still a human and we um, are holding people to a standard that I think is unrealistic and I've, I mean, I have personality traits that you may not like, or you have personality traits that I don't like. So we can see it's that. Impossible. <laughs> I'm perfect. But when we see things like that in someone like Mark Driscoll, we have the option to say, so for me, okay, he's not for me. I'm going to go somewhere else. But I think what we do, what happens is we elevate these people to such a celebrity status that then, then what? Because then once they do let us down, an entire church crumbles because it's built solely on the back of Mark Driscoll. There is no, he built, and he intentionally, and has said so, built it that way. Like that church was made. Did he say that? Yeah, there's an, uh, I have a quote. There's a few quotes throughout that they have him I saying, am Mars Hill. Yes. And we're correct. saying that he it, then knowingly it may not built be the, it in a way. Uh, it may not be the exact quote, but he I basically have. said, I am the brand. I believe you, Jen. That's okay. I know, I know, but, but I want to He, he basically said, I am the brand, bring them to me, I'll keep them here, kind of a thing. Yeah. And it became more and more about him, which he did not start that way. Like, I don't know, but I think it grew to be that. But like, think about the job it itself a, a pastor, a preacher, a any of those uh roles, whether denomination, you are a messenger of God. I have the inside word because I study this, and you are inherently elevated. Yeah, you hold the attention of dozens to hundreds to thousands, whatever your church is. Tens, ever. And uh, <laughs> I said, I said, dozens. Yeah. <laughs> um, you hold their attention every week, and that is inherently a leadership position that elevates you. Yeah. And I, it, how easy is it to buy into your own hype? Yeah. I mean, if you're a, part, a member of a uh, pastor of a church of five people that grows to 50 people, there's got to be an ego bump. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you go 50 to 100 to 500 to 1,000. Like, Ego naturally builds. I think his biggest problem, if I if I could get into his, go into a time machine and go into his inner circle of 1998, you would have to keep reminding him and say, you got to have people that check you. You yeah. got to have people, not saying they're over you, not saying, but you have to have a trusted circle. If we use historical, that's right, history, U.S. Grant <laughs> had a, uh, in the Civil War, a, yeah. a, a trusted confidant that would check him. And yeah. say, listen, this is something you need. It was an outside perspective. And I think anyone in a leadership position, 
whether you're a president or a principal or a pastor, needs to have that 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 person yeah. that it can get behind the yeah. desk with you and say, "Listen, mm-hmm. this needs your attention." Yeah, yeah. yeah Bill Clinton, it was Monica Lewinsky. Stop. <laughs> that does seem like. Wait, wait. She was Mark Driscoll biblical, yeah, just yeah. not married to. She was behind uh, the desk. She was behind the desk. That's, that's okay. a miss. Uh, she was sitting where she was supposed to. <laughs> Uh, but I think that is freaking canceled. Jen. We're so getting canceled. Jen. How is that worse than anything you said on this podcast? Whatever, Jennifer. Okay, but he didn't have sexual. Can we get Monica? Can we get Monica Lewinsky on here? Can we get her? Is she no. a Christian? Well, I doubt it. She's Unitarian if she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's Unitarian. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. I do wonder if he like if part of this is that he just went unchecked for so long like yeah, it's, yeah. no one had that, the quote that he's like the about um the my hand while you're looking it up or can the i keep it, going? no that's what it is yeah. there's a pile of dead bodies behind the mars hill bus and by god's grace it'll be a mountain by the time we're done yeah. you either get on the bus or you get run over by it and no. he's just unapologetically doing what he thinks is right for this church that he's building because it was working it was yeah in the episode we were just listening to though before we had to stop really quick uh it was like episode four or five i think uh i want to say the lady's name was karen i didn't remember but his helper his uh secretary lady yeah (laughs) john help me Um, Uh, i I honestly thought it was karen but i whatever uh regardless that's when she did have people checking him the problem, or like, because she had had said something about uh, him needing a, a group of wiser, older men yeah. around him and to support him, longer, yeah, and then completely backlashed her, and then and and and, and then kicked him out. Yeah, kicked yeah. him out of the church. That, yeah, exactly. That was the most awkward moment to me. That was yeah. the only time in the, by the way, the entire podcast uh, series that I went, oh, dude, because that yeah. was a personal friend who had been around since oh, the beginning, yeah. and and it's one thing to be like, I am a difficult human but I'm biblically sound that you can, I believe justify. But when he started turning on like the close confidants, it's like, dude, you're getting rid of your checks and balances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's where you see the narcissism coming from the war. And I think that's the stuff where like she was caught off guard because she was brought into a meeting saying that you are, they, they heresy. Yeah. Heresy. They said it was heresy and which is not even close anyway. uh But, uh, but the whole point of that was, I think Mark Driscoll did have those moments of checks and balances, but he just tossed him off the bus, yeah. run him yeah. over and be done with it. Cause he got on that train yeah. of this is me. This is and this the church. Is, yeah. And this, Oh, go ahead. How do you allow him to do that? Like if yeah. you act like an idiot and I'm pointing at Jesse, as I say this, um, <laughs> like someone would step in and go, dude, you need to shut the hell up. It happens like, all the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happened five minutes ago. Happened 20 minutes when ago. he showed up hungover yeah. to lead worship. The one. Oh, time. I sure did. But like I, part of this is the people who, who got run over by him. How do you not look at him and go, Hey dude, go F yourself. I'm sorry, I'm not going to say it. Go you after yourself. Say it. And I'm not going to. Okay. Um, you know, come on, the dignity of this institution. So, and I think that is a responsibility of the, the church. Like, you're telling me that a leader of the church couldn't look at Mark and go, dude, you suck, you're out of line, and not have hundreds of people that go, no, this needs to be solved differently. I think the hard part about that, is, and I would agree with it looking back on it, but we've oddly enough, been a part of a church that has an elder board that supported somebody just like that. And yeah. I think the oddity of listening through this, um, we'll talk about it after the podcast, awesome. uh, but uh, the but me. we mm-hmm. basically 
um, had been a part of a similar situation yeah. with this that pushed all the the leaders, the people that ran the church, the people that cared about the church straight out the door. And uh, and you have a, a leadership group that brought this person in that can't see yeah. the issue. Yeah. And it's like, no, it must be you. You're the one. Yeah. But can you see all these people he's burning? Like you can't, or you can't see that. They mm-hmm. believe in that leader enough to look past what they're who they're burning. Yeah. So they're either they're saying, yeah, maybe you're right. However, we have faith. Like we believe in yeah. his think- message, or we believe in their leadership enough to say these this mountain of bodies behind the bus of this church yeah. is worth it. It becomes yeah. well it becomes easy to say that too because we, even in the transition of having Evan come in and pastor you there's an expectation of yeah you're going to lose people you're going to have people yeah. that were there for the other person or the other things but then years and years of it and then you see these people keep leaving keep leaving keep leaving like there's no there's no light bulb yeah. and that happens all the time yeah. even in huge situations like Mars Hill yeah. and and we, you know, are, yeah, the first time I really started digging into the Mars Hill situation was about 2016. Uh, I was listening to another podcast and uh, they they had all these interviews with these people, like former elders and stuff from Mars Hill. Um, and I was at a church, I was the associate pastor at a church in Alabama, um, which sucked. I thought it you was, said associate, sociopath. Okay. Sociopath. Alabama was, sucked or the church both. sucked? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. that's what I would have gone with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember we were, uh, I was driving, I was in seminary at the time, and I was driving from Alabama to Virginia Beach for class. And so I was listening, because I had to go to class once every semester for a week. And so I would go... So I was driving, and I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to whatever happened to Mark Driscoll. Because around the same time, uh, Perry Noble, who was the pastor of the, at the time, the fastest growing church in the country, called uh, New New Spring in South Carolina, got fired for being an alcoholic or something stupid like that. But that guy ended up being the worst as well. Uh, There were a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. But the alcohol thing, I was like, they fired him for that? I was like, ugh, good thing, uh... (laughs) <laughs> they won't fire me. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, so and I remember listening, and I started to recognize a lot of the same crap uh, from our pastor, our lead pastor in Alabama. I was like, oh, okay. These personality, same style. We were losing key leaders. Like, we're, we're just not show up again on Sunday. And we were like, oh, where, where'd they go? And they'd be like, oh, they, you know, so I'd go to another church. And then uh, fast forward 10 months, and I get fired. For questioning and and asking like hey why are we doing this? this is like this is not glorifying to god we're not making disciples we we're not you know teaching people the bible we're just trying to get as many people to raise their hands after a service as possible um so i got fired there is a little bit more than that but the uh and then i remember reaching out to the people who left or and asking like so why'd you leave and they were like all well we questioned something and then he sat down with us and got mad and angry. And we were like, okay, yeah, guess we're not coming back. Mm-hmm. And so when I was l- listening to this podcast, I'm like, okay, there is an issue, I think. Because they, they say that it takes a special kind of crazy to mm-hmm. plant a church. Uh, as, at least a successful church, right? Like, like if you're going to plant a church that grows by the hundreds every year, there's going to be a, there's a special type of personality. And I remember remember sitting and talking to one of her old trustees at the church in Alabama. And she said, 
uh, he is a church planter. He's not a pastor. Mm. Uh, and she was like, put it this way. My my nephew goes Publix. It's like the Chinooks of the South, right? Yeah, yeah the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. And she said her, her son's job is to go and basically start new Publixes. So he goes and he manages it, manages it for six months and moves on. And she was like, that is Eric, our pastor. That's that's him. Mm-hmm. He would be really great if he could go plant a the tree. The problem is he overstayed his walk. Yeah, he should have oh, left. Gotcha. Like, you know, and I think Driscoll, in many cases, Driscoll could have done something like that. Go plant, create a foundation, and be like, all right, time to move on. Didn't he Which, say that was his original yeah. plan anyway, though? Yeah. Like, that was his... his well, not an originally, but when they... Early as they... Once growing. he realized how how many people were drawn to church in the way he was doing it, I think then he thought, yeah. oh, I could... <clears throat> like, then he was like, oh, we're going to have whatever episode that is, where they talk about like the growing of the church and planting all yeah. these churches and how many people... That was people, like the most recent one, right? 50,000 people were going to be listening to him by yeah. this date or whatever was it was. The most recent one. Yeah. Um, which, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it just comes down it comes to... comes down to your voice. Yeah. That there's an issue. There's an issue. Because uh, they reference in one of the episodes a conversation he has with uh, the dude from Chicago. Um from Harvest Bible, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, I know you don't. Anyhow, it's he, not on my. He, same Bible thing happened to him. He got fired for being a dick. Um, and uh, they they did a thing with Mark Dever. Mark Dever is a theologian who pastors a church. That's the episode in DC. with the panel. Uh, it was the three of them talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But if you ever, if you go and listen, just Google. It's Mark Driscoll. Uh, McDonald's last name. That uh, one was awkward. Why should I listen uh, to you? My church is bigger. Is yes, that yes, that's yeah. that one. Yeah. So awkward. Uh, what's it? Like, James why would McDonald. you say that out loud? Mark Driscoll. But if you go Google, just go- like YouTube, Mark Driscoll, Mark Dever, James McDonald conversation. And the whole time, like James McDonald and, and Mark Driscoll are like, hey, yeah, you wrote this great theology book, but why don't you have multiple services and all this stuff? And Dever's like, because... <laughs> like I, I don't think that's what the, the church isn't supposed to be thousands of people. I think we need to be planting churches. And then the whole thing was, well, they were talking about campuses in the video, the video. It was the, thing of the, the birth of the multi-campus yeah, site. Yeah. That was, yeah. 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 And the, the argument, if you watch the whole discussion, uh, which was not on the podcast, you have to YouTube it. But if you watch the whole discussion, the argument is, well, you know, when I die, those campuses will become their own churches. It's like, well, why not do that now? Yeah. Like, your voice doesn't matter that much. Let someone well, else, like, who's in that context pastoring those people, if if that's the leadership hierarchy you want to have, let that person do that. You don't need to have your face blasted up there just to sell more books, which is what it comes down to, all said yeah. and done. You know, they want to sell more books. They want to have a little bit more prominence, which goes back to the narcissistic thing. Well, and I think I think the bigger question then comes which down to... Which is what we to, should do, because I need a retirement. <laughs> Get on those books. Who uh, do you think you are? <laughs> Who do you think There's you apparently are? a company we can pay $25,000 to yeah, to buy all your books. To buy all my books. Yeah. So I, the, the bigger question then comes down to... I Googled that. To, that is common. <laughs> that is, that is so was. much... Because well, when they busted his balls about that, like, oh, he bought his own books. Like, no, 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 no. That's what people do. Looked, that is like, very common. Yeah. I really... I, when they said I was like... I, I got would, you, Mark Driscoll. I would, I got I would venture that that's actually more normal than we would think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
I, because no one's buying I think, a no one's buying physical books like that anymore but also you can see them in museums fast. i think the thing <laughs> i think the thing to be uh aware of though i think is is we can blame it all on narcissism there's so many narcissistic narcissistic pastors out there but don't we set them up to be narcissistic like that no. like people you allow it we they only do it because we allow them to we be allow it and and people naturally follow to one leader like that's yeah. that's how it is it if is. you have yeah, a strong natural. enough leader you will gain people and that's what that's the problem is I you, how do you how do you disassociate from that? Yeah. Like uh, I think we talked about Lee Chan or what's oh, his name? Francis Chan. Francis, I'm sorry, <laughs> that was racist. so no terrible. Was Whoa, that? what am I gonna, part gonna, of here? What Francis, is going on? Francis, Francis Chan. I'm gonna yes. edit that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you're we like, talked about you're like Zhao Kim. <laughs> so what's bad. his name? Zhao Kim. I really thought I see. I don't like know people's names. Me in a Chinese restaurant ordering. It sounds so racist. <laughs> Please. I don't say people's you're names. Like, you're like COVID nineteen. I try to act like I know what I'm talking about, and this would happen. My name's Phil. No. When you try to cancel us, <laughs> my name is Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, can't find me now. Uh, but this uh, with his issue, like, because he noticed he was becoming that yeah. kind of a pastor, and he stepped mm-hmm. away. And even still, like, I would say he's still on that that recognition of celebrity oh yeah yeah, for sure but but at what point do you expect that person to know when they're too big to step away or do you step in as a elder board or whatever board or this that board and say you're done are there not checks and balances in place even today i feel like there's not in a lot of places they they say there's out of my realm but there uh depends on the church like our church in georgia uh was that we were big church 2500 people uh, Keith was our pastor, uh, super humble. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith, <laughs> Dr. Keith Cowhart. Hey, hey. You're the man. Uh, but super humble. And, and like even even as we grew, because when I first started going, we were about 500. And once we moved from Georgia, we were about 2,500. And it grew really big. And he's not like, hey, guys, check me out, man. My name's, my name's Pastor, Dr. Pastor Keith, whatever. You know, he's like uh, just super humble, preach for an hour. Uh, but can but and, could, was his door always open? Oh he, yeah. Like how though? Because thinking logically yeah. about this, because old presidents history, old presidents, <laughs> you could literally walk He's up to the White House. Teacher, yeah, I yeah. teach history. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could walk up and knock on the door of the White House yeah. and talk to the president. But yeah. there comes a point where the country gets too big and the popularity yeah. gets too high, where that is no longer yeah. sustainable. Yeah, yeah. So Keith was always like, I, I we used to go walk through the office, talk to him for a few minutes. The, he did our, he did our, is it Andy Stanley that still replies yeah. to every email. Andy Stanley he's, still replies and he's a massive pastor. Email. Yeah. Cause yeah, massive he's, the, church. he's that one guy that does the cameras for that one church down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, he, no, but, but is it actually him? It is. Yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah. Do we have so a number say. on how many, what are we talking about here? How big is this? Cause we, cause this by the way, I love 40, Andy Stanley. 45,000 people. Not, not all 45,000. Right. But I mean, yeah, but, no, but there I mean, might be I'm a not, filter I'm that goes through. Like, uh, like God, it's got to be something. Can we get any Stanley Somebody on this podcast? Somebody probably reads his emails and there's like the I'm not, I'm not him, saying yeah. he's perfect, but I'm just saying I think it's a it's a choice on yeah. how accessible you want to let yourself mm-hmm. be. Now there is some danger in our pastor's mental health at when we do things like that. Yeah, and so I think I mean I don't think there's one right or wrong. I think when a pastor becomes fully unattainable to you, yeah. no matter the size of the church, that's troublesome to me. Yeah, Driscoll was known uh, to roll around with like a entourage. Yeah. And I, I mean, maybe he needed it. I'm not saying he did. Maybe something happened one time. However, I'm Look saying... Look what happened to the, Tupac. The, I'm saying at what? some point, 
at some point you should be able to yeah. speak to the pastor of your church if it is necessary. And there yeah. are definitely not, not talking about Mark necessarily, but there are definitely churches where that's not an option. Yeah. And I don't love that. And I think that's where things like with what happened with Francis Chan, he realized I'm no longer pastoring in a healthy way. And yeah. so instead I'm just going to write books. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's so Frank, his, ju- Frank just walked away. He just, Frank, Frank, yeah, Frank, 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 Frank walked Frank, away. He, yeah, he he's walked no longer away. the pastor he of moved his church. He to Asia for like yeah, six months. And he, yeah. right. I mean, he, no, I, I would say that takes a lot of self-awareness and holding himself to, a, yeah. to, he wasn't. And he had good elders. Yeah. He had, good he elders, had people yeah. around him. Um, what I think is what it is though, is at the end of the day, you're still a pastor. And I think that gets so lost in, in all of these mega churches where there's, it's just too many people for them to, to effectively pastor. And so then it's like, well, maybe you need to become someone who just does the speaking circuit, right? Where you're doing one-off conferences or, um, speaking engagements and you're Mm -hmm. not pastoring People yeah. with real lives happening Mars need Hills, your help. Mars Hills pushed this. Every sermon he talked before the sermon said, everyone join a small group. Yeah. One thing yeah. that church did, especially, again, for young men who feel kind of disconnected from community, mm-hmm. he yeah. said, everyone needs to be in a small group. Everyone, and, and my interpretation of that was, that's the personal aspect of the church. Mm-hmm. I'm here to talk and preach. And then you're going to go to these smaller groups and get that community. Because yeah. in a room full of a thousand people, there's no community. Yeah. But in a room full of 15 people, there is. Yeah. And so, again, I got your back, Mark Driscoll. <laughs> yeah. Th- that, seemed like a, that seemed like a healthy format where it was like, yeah. I get it. Because he can't talk to everyone who's yeah. a part of this church. And so, but on the converse, the other argument would be, um, and has been, because that was really, that was started by Bill Hybels in the small early groups. 2000. Yes, okay. the small group. Uh, the cell groups is what they called them. Um, Great name. And, yeah. And they, the problem is with that is I think there's still an argument to be had where it's just like, then release them. Right? Like, you don't need, you don't need to have this many people. Say, hey, join a small group. Here's why you need to join a small group. Because in three years from now, we're going to close this building. And we're going to close this aspect of it. And so start your own little churches. Right Has now. anyone ever done that? Or you're saying in theory that in would theory, be a good in move? Theory, yeah. I think in theory, a lot like of people that. say they're going to do that. And then they yeah, become thousands. Like in theory, that's what we say. We're going to do something. Well, we've said that. I I, uh, I do not and will not be a part of multi-thousand <laughs> No, yeah, no. And, well, like, I can't, with a podcast like this, I don't, I don't have, think there's any risk of that. <laughs> no, hey, we are in the top 10% of Christian podcasts. We have yeah. been told that by we've one person we don't know. We don't well, okay. Know. But I, I mean, all of this, right, comes down to a, a matter of, <laughs> do you agree with a megachurch approach? I or don't. do you not? And, yeah. I, and I think... We do like I don't, and so when I watch yeah. that keep happening in the cycle of it, where but Mark, the thing is, and this is I think where Jesse was getting. He didn't mean he to did do it. it. Well, no, he he came out against it. Yeah, at first, yeah, it was yeah. like his thing. He was had like our mentality. So then the narcissism yeah. comes in because yeah. now oh I have all this power. Everyone well, and it's hard, to and me. this is this is kind of the dilemma that we talked about. I've talked about with other pastors uh, about their about uh, getting salaries and other things like that. At what point do you walk away? Like, yeah, yeah like you have a, a a group of people saying, like, "Hey, we want to bump your salary." Yeah, that's great. Like, we're going to bump you from thirty thousand to sixty thousand. That that's awesome. great. 
Um, you know, <laughs> and then and, and then and then it and then it, and then it happens again. Okay, we're gonna bump you from sixty thousand to a hundred thousand, and then we're gonna bump you to the, and like at what point do you shut it down? Because yeah. as a person taking that salary, you're like, well, I'm pastoring thousands yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm earning this, and then yeah. you start uh, unintentionally sucking in these narcissistic behaviors because yeah. it, well, it's about me. Well, I'm doing this, yeah. so I deserve this. I should yeah. be getting this. And I think we're not prepared necessarily as people individually to shut that down. Yeah. And that's why you need to have a group of people that you trust to tell you you're being an idiot. Yeah. Stop doing this. Yeah. And if you don't listen, we will make you listen. And I yeah. think that's where it comes down to that most people don't have that. And if they do, you don't hear about it because they do it functionally. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you hear and, about all this stuff because it's insane. Yeah. And and when you when you get around to it. The people that do it right are not on the news because yeah. they're handling it well. Yeah, like Matt Chandler. We brought him up earlier. Matt Chandler, I think, four years ago uh, said, hey, we are we are releasing all of our campuses. So they basically, because they were multi-site, normal, run-of-the-mill multi-site church. And he came out and basically said, hey, we're, we're releasing them all. So in the next four years, all of our campuses will become their own churches, which was awesome. And, I, and they followed through with it. Um, now, Matt Chandler's a little bit more famous. Uh, his church is, he's written a bunch of books. But uh, he's now in charge of Acts 29, so he took over Driscoll's spot. But the, uh, but yeah, and that was a really great move on his part to be able to recognize, hey, I don't need to be the voice. I, I, I'm here in Dallas. I don't need to be the guy preaching in Fort Worth, you know? It's like let you know we're going to release all these churches and be their own thing. They're not going to be a part of our organization anymore, uh, and let them do their thing. And I think that's a good start. I think if you're a multi-site church, then you should. That's I think if especially if your church has elders, your elders should be like, hey, we got to release these campuses. They got to go be their own churches. Your face doesn't need plastered up in the thing because what's the selling point, right? And this is kind of part of the podcast: is the selling point Christ or is the selling point Mark Driscoll, Mark Driscoll or? Yeah. Bill Hybels or Andy Stanley or whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think do, you, do those churches to use Matt Chandler? Like if so. No, no. The Matt Chandler's churches, no, they're, they've all become their own entity. So they don't use. I just Matt love Chandler's Matt Chandler. Video. So I'd be annoyed. Like if I was like, Oh, I'm here. I'm here for Matt Chandler. He's yeah. great. I love yeah, his just personality. Have to go to like the original. And the it's like, OG. Oh, now we got a new guy. So talking the OG village church. Yeah. But I think that's, that comes down to the, again, that main point again, you, you're building up people to, to need to become narcissists yeah. because you have followers. Yeah. It's when it's, you, it's yeah. the social media realm of like, well, yeah. look at me. I have this many people following yeah. me. Well, it's and, all a little, uh, <laughs> cultish and i mean it like is. the way that we Cult elevate and really any i mean there's a lot of things in in the world that are that way yeah. and there are there are people who are very strong leaders who can just bring people into what they're doing that yeah. are very attractive to people for whatever reason it is like mark driscoll had a uh a crew like a certain demographic that was he was very attractional, right? Yeah. Like these young men who felt lost or unhurt, even, you know, whatever, um, that they just... Yeah. That <laughs> they, seemed dismissive. These young men who hadn't recognized the privilege. They touched themselves to walk around their sideways Bye. hats. and. <laughs> but he, I mean, he could have easily started what could have been a cult with this, this initial yeah. following of people yeah. who 
they really bought in, they prescribed to what he had to say. But that happens in politics. That happens with yeah. celebrities. That happens in the church. It happens with especially uh, um, actual cult leaders. I mean, this is what happens. People, especially with yeah. extreme people. Like, especially and you saw, when you have an extreme. And you, you saw, I mean, I don't know where anybody lands technically, but like you see that with Trump. I mean, like yeah. you extreme. Mm-hmm you know yeah. land on a subject in this in an extreme way you're gonna have a large amount of people being like yes yeah finally you yeah, know like people like that speak to a group that feels forgotten or dismissed correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and and trump's appeal just like mark driscoll's was there's a group of uh the population that is not being spoken to or is being spoken to in uh downwardly like you're less than yeah and and they they talk to those and those groups are anxious to have a leader. Yeah. 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 And I, the, I think the danger going back to like the pastor thing of big churches, the danger is when, is when you, is when you move intentionally or unintentionally from pastor to CEO, mm-hmm. right? When you become, I think when the organization gets so big where you don't have time to pastor, now you're just kind of uh, trying to keep the, the wheels turning. You know, there's so much money coming in. You know, you have to think, let's just use North Point, Andy Stanley's church. You have to think their their budget is over $100 million a year. Like, so when you're in charge of a $100 million organization, then yeah, there's going to be some, probably some, you're not going to be accessible. You're going to be dealing with a bunch of other crap. You have to meet with this group of pastors and then that group of pastors. And that sounds awful. One. Well, it's like, church as a business at yeah. that point. Yeah. It's not necessarily what we're mm-hmm. taught that the the church corporately should look like, yeah. but it's the business side of church. And I think any time when you look at the mega churches, that's what's ha- that's what happens. Yeah. That's when your pastors aren't available to you, but that's because the church is so big that yeah. they have other things to focus on. They have they just are writing a sermon or yeah. and then they're in meetings 24/7. Isn't there a place for all of these? I mean, you think of the schools, there's yeah. public schools, there's private schools, there's yeah. home school, there's charter schools and and it's not one we are not one size fits all, so should churches be one size fits all? Like if I want to go to a mega church that has one pastor from California talking to 3 million people around the country, is that not my prerogative and my right? And, yeah. and I think, and if you're someone who likes the personal church of, you know, groups of under 300, that should be available to you also. Yeah. I think the goal, whenever we think about this is we have to ask the question, uh, whenever you go, we've talked about this, whenever you go to church, how am I being formed spiritually? Am I being formed spiritually? Uh, am I engaging in real life-changing community? So if you're not engaging in community, which like we said, it's harder to engage the bigger the church, the harder the, it is to find a community. Um, and am, am I becoming a better disciple of Christ and in turn making more disciples of Christ, as the call of Matthew 28 says? And if you, if none of those things are happening, then you got you to gotta find a different church, <laughs> right? If you're not being formed spiritually, if you're not growing uh, in a to be a better disciple, if you're not making disciples, and if you're not in community— or it's hard to find a community, uh, then you need to find something else. And if the also if the preaching is like, hey, you know, you, this is how you got a better relationship with your wife. Like, yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's like a right or a wrong way to have a, yeah. like a Sunday service specifically, which I mean is what we all tend to think yeah. of with church. Yeah. As we think about Sunday, what happens on Sunday morning? Like, 
but what where I think mega there's nothing wrong with a mega church inherently I don't yeah. think as long as they're focusing on growing people spiritually in whichever way they do that whether it's communities or whatever you want to call it but I think it is easier to slip through the cracks and things like that than it is in a small church obviously because you can yeah. just show up or even now and everybody's like there's a new person here go talk to but them these days, you <laughs> like, can, oh my god there's yeah. so many people you can listen online to any church and you don't have to have any kind of community yeah and so there yeah i think that's what where it gets to be dangerous in in our in 2021 in general is it's very easy for us yeah. to um well only bring in yeah. con- like information, but then not be formed by That's it with people. A huge dan- danger, and I think I've heard uh, members of my family say this too, of, of saying like, "Well, I've stopped going to church because of the mess of, that the church is, so I'm yeah. fine with by myself, and I'm doing my own digging and I'm doing this." But like Christianity is not a personal. No, as no. much as we've been shoveled that for years, yeah. it's not a personal religion. It's it's meant to be communal. Yeah, it's communal, yeah, and. And I, I think there, there's a lot of disconnect in that yeah. nowadays because there is a lot of messed up church yeah. out there and a lot of messed up people in the church. And the, the want is to disconnect from that. But like, well, I'm not like that. Yeah. So I'm just going to go study over here by myself. Yeah. And I and think... That's the, that's the thing going back to Acts 2, right? Well, the response to the gospel was the engagement in the fellowship. It was not the response to the gospel is, let me go buy these books and do quiet time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was... It was engaging. Yeah, you don't need the church culture. for that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always, from the outside looking in, I've always judged a church by its, its preaching, its community, how do I feel when I'm there, and third, um, its outreach. I always yeah. thought, be involved in your community. And that is something, as a non-Christian, you look at that and go, listen, I, I don't believe in a uh, zombie Jesus, but I absolutely <laughs> love that they're feeding the poor and, yeah. and yeah. helping their community. Yeah. I like that. For sure. I'm going to give an out really quick because this is going to turn into either super long episode. Let's make this or, the or longest going ever. It, I mean, it's getting there. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. Uh, we've had some long ones. We uh, have a two hour one. But okay. I think we, we, we may continue with this in the next episode or uh, do at least a facet of this. Um, there's so much to talk about because of yeah. this podcast. There's so many different points. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, who is the, who is Mars Hill, the podcast? Mars Hill for I would say it's not necessarily for like the people who've left the church because it will just it will just confirm their negativity already I would say it's definitely for church people right like if you it's definitely for, I every pastor I talk to I'm like you have to listen to the Mars Hill thing yes. I don't go to my like brother-in-law who hates Jesus and hates the church I'm like you have to listen to this just so give more of a reason yeah. Yeah. give me yeah. a reason yeah. thank you I told you it's all stupid this just confirms it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So it's so, not necessarily for you. Don't, so yeah. let me just say, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been wanting to say this. So again, when I listened to the podcast, I over and over again went, yeah, of course he did that. We know who Mark Driscoll was. Yeah. He was not shy about who he was. Yeah. It was very obvious. And that was part of, and they said it in the podcast multiple times, that was part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. He's not like everyone else. But my thought with Christianity Today and the guy, whoever runs that that podcast, the yeah, host, Mike I'm like, Cosper. you know, he stole that dude's girlfriend in high school. Like this dude has a vendetta. Again. Like every episode, I'm sitting there going, dude, Mark, 
is your wife this dude's ex? Because he is out for you. He's he's doing a good job of hiding it. Mm. And like when they talked about uh, Bobby Knight, wasn't it the most recent oh, episode? Yeah. Yeah. I can I just tell you in the in my family, Bobby Knight's a hero. Oh yeah, I and, told and my buddy that. And it's like, like he hit a kid. It's like of course he hit a kid. Do not pay attention to Bobby yeah, Knight. Yeah. That's what he yeah. does. Yeah. And that's why we love him. Yeah. And I feel like. choke a kid? Is that what it was? He yeah. Choked he, grabbed, he grabbed. He grabbed his And neck. by the way, the parents of that kid defended it. Yeah. For the record. <laughs> you can't be in my family and I know about Bobby Knight. Yeah. And, and uh, but anyway, to the point is that we, there, there's, a, there's a place for that. There's a time for that. And, and there's an appeal to it. And, and, you know, Bobby Knight's a great example of there are people who, who, just radiate, radiate. I don't know if that's the right word with uh, with Bobby Knight and Mark Driscoll. So yeah, resonate, resonate. Yeah. That yeah. that's a yeah. better word. Yeah. <laughs> they radiate. Uh, they I should radiate. I should only use big words before the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's can it there for a minute. We can keep going if we want to. Uh, we'll discuss that on our own time off the off the air. Yeah. Uh, are you just gonna dip out again? I have to use the bathroom. I'm when Evan. did I leave? Before? We have to talk about things still. I'm Evan. Oh my god! No, it's okay. Go ahead. Question <laughs> your pastor. <laughs> Question Mark Driscoll. Yeah. Question your, your church podcast. Anyway, reasons. okay. We're, we'll just get out of this episode real quick. Get get ready for the next one. I'm Jesse. I'm Chad. I'm Evan. I'm Jed. <laughs> that was Christian A. Hey, yeah. Thank you.